Did everybody bring their copy of um, last week's teaching, Hearing the Voice of God, Hearing How God Speaks? Everybody bring it? Everybody did not bring it? Would you pass this sound again, and then I'll set the doors, make sure we get one of these. Um, and also pick, go by and make a collection of those who did not bring it back. And it's $10 a page. <laughs> Nancy, take take up the collection. <laughs> I let Nancy go before me. She's stronger than I am. <laughs> She'll get the rebuke. <laughs> God is good. Thank y'all. I understand completely when we we don't bring it. I leave my stuff everywhere. Hmm. It's exciting to hear the Lord and to know God speaks today through His Word, through circumstances, people, and then in the appendix, uh, actually fourteen ways are mentioned there. But I think God speaks a lot, in a lot of different ways, and He's teaching us to hear His voice. And I remember I talked to you last week about it, that it's very, I think it's just so important to to be able to know and hear God's voice, and uh, as you read the scriptures, that God's spirit will speak to you, and then in other ways, through other people. Sometimes he speaks through other people, right? I'll tell you the truth about the matter is, God speaks through my wife, Cindy, many times. <laughs> And to be honest with you, if I'd listened to her over the years and learned a little bit sooner, uh, still learning, then I wouldn't be in a whole heap of trouble sometimes like I do Gideon. He speaks, okay? Listen to the women saying amen. <laughs> speaks to us, doesn't he? He's good. Ed's got up here um, Psalm 29. And... Uh, the emphasis is when God speaks, uh, and I've heard people, even since I started this, these couple of weeks of talking about this, about uh, people who are hearing the Lord, you don't forget it. You don't ever forget it. And I shared about my kind of a testimony of how God spoke to me, and I actually transitioned from uh, a particular thrust in my life where I was going and, and went into ministry as a result of that. And uh, I was midlife. It was something kind of, I thought, well, you should start in ministry when you're maybe a teenager or something. And God says, no, I can use you um, right where you are if you'll surrender. And I knew I had made a complete surrender. I'd do whatever God, and still to this day, I will do whatever God tells me to do and tells me to go or tells me to say. Uh, it's all about him. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Everybody, if you if you stand or if you sit, if you read the uh, Word of God with me, uh, it's just Word of God so powerful. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. And the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning, 
And the voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, all cry glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. The voice of the Lord is powerful. And, uh, you know, in different ways as God has spoken to you over the years, he, uh, he will come and, and he, he can change everything. He doesn't change, but he want, wants us to change, be more like Jesus. I'll share one instance here, and then we'll get into what uh, I want to talk about today, and that is on the second page about uh, hearing the voice of God. Back when I pastored uh, and planted a church on the west side of Houston, we were a small church, and I shared a little bit about that last week and how God uh, had... Uh, in my mind's eye, which was open vision of $33,000 flashing, like flashing lights. I never had that happen. I never had it happen since then. And, and God, I'm sure, as I've mentioned to you, when God speaks, and sometimes it's not always clear. And so he wants the relationship for you to go back and say, Lord, what do you mean by that? What's going on? And he wants the relationship, fellowship, because we're so easily persuaded just to sort of like, hey, give me clarity right now and let's move on. And God is not it. God wants the fellowship and the relationship and it's building a relationship. And actually it is teaching us to hear him and to be guided by him and, and directed by him to do his will. And so um, I mentioned that about the sign and eventually offered the money to the, to the people who own the property. And uh, we got, we got the property uh, for our extremely less than what the property, about 25%, 75% less than what it actually was worth. And God gave that to us. We know that was the Lord. And so I'll share with you as we were going along, we weren't a big congregation, uh, probably 80 people and all. And, and uh, I, I was, we were running low on uh, our finances uh, in a particular season of the life of the church. And so I was walking one morning, and um, uh, I said, Lord, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I said, we're, we're running out of money here. And uh, some people at that time, I was working full-time ministry and all, and, and uh, people were saying, well, Jim, you might have to do, you know, bivocational. I said, well, that's fine, whatever, whatever it takes. But I said, we're, we're not up to what I believe as far as our, our finances are concerned. And all, and I, I was worried. I'll be honest with you. I was worried about it. And I was walking one morning, and God gave me this scripture, uh, very plain. And I'll share it with you, um, very clearly. I can remember where I was on a path, a walking path, in the community that I was in at that particular time. And this scripture in Psalm thirty-three, uh, verse of fifteen, it states. Uh, actually, 16. No king is saved by the size of his army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. It will not deliver by its great strength. And the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him and on those who hope in his loving kindness to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord, and he is our help and our shield, for our heart will rejoice in him, because we have trusted in his holy name. And let your loving kindness, O Lord, be on us, 
just as we hope in you. And the word specifically that I heard was, no king is saved by the size of his army. And a horse is a vain hope. And horses there in Scripture are symbolic of strength. In other words, what God was saying was, Jim, you are not saved by the size of your bank account. You may not have much in the bank right now, and you may not have this and that, but you are not saved by the size of what you have maybe put your trust in. You're saved by me and those who fear the name of the Lord. And that is impressed upon me as sometimes our finances personally, sometimes as a church, and they vacillate and wax and wane and so forth. And sometimes we are not saved by the size of those things that we latch on to. And there's nothing wrong with being prudent about your finances. There's not, nothing wrong with a church being prudent and being good stewards. In fact, we should be good stewards with the finances here at Lighthouse Fellowship. We are accountable to be a good steward with the finances and with your tithes and offerings that you have, have provided this church to carry on the ministry. But we're not saved by that. We're saved by Jesus. And so God spoke that to me, and I'll never forget it. And it, it took the burden off. The Bible says to cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. And I cast that care on him at that time. But I had heard the Lord, and it was kind of like this. You know, the voice of the Lord, it thunders and, you know, and all. And sometimes it's that still, small voice that we hear. Scripture talks about it. Sometimes when it's when we get quiet and we just get before the Lord and and we open the Word of God, and we sit and meditate upon the Word and, and pray the Word. We can pray the Word of God and all these things. And, and God has a way when, when, when we come before Him and we have open hearts that He speaks to us in many different ways. And that's the wonderful blessing, just knowing in that fellowship with the Lord. And it causes uh, communication. It causes conversation. It causes dialogue. I love the Lord to dialogue with me. This morning while I was walking, and I was limping, of course, but I still walk. I still love to get out in the air, and the morning is dark. And I was, uh, I was walking, and, and I felt like, I said, Lord, you know, my prayer was, Lord, you know, I really want to hear you. And I, at the end here, I want you to speak to me. I want you to speak to our church, Lord. I want you to speak to the body of Christ and, and all. And I'm asking these things. But I want you, Holy Spirit of God, to get in my heart, and that if there's any impure motives in this uh, asking you to do this, then I want you to work it with me. Because sometimes, do you feel like sometimes you're going through the motions and you're doing the things that maybe in the things you do and serving the Lord, you feel like that, hey, I've got to do this because if I don't do it, then God's going to come down on me. You know, you may feel like sometimes every now and then, and that's the enemy. God wants us to come. And yes, and that's why falling in love with Jesus is so important. Because we do it out of, a, obviously, a motive of love. Because we love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And that's something God works in. I begins, as we seek Him, as we get to know Him, is that He works that in our hearts. And, and many times it comes by hearing the voice of God, hearing Him through circumstances or whatever it may be. And so I'll tell you today, I believe God's speaking powerfully. I believe God wants to speak to us. I believe, as I said last week, that he is a communicating being. He is, and Jesus is a communicating per person. He, he is. He is the, the second person of the Trinity. He speaks to us. He shares his heart with us. 
And so it's not just a one-sided conversation. It, It comes back and forth. We should obviously ask God for things. We should go before him and sit before him and just want him for who he is. Yes. But in this process, as God grows us up and makes us more like Jesus, I believe there are times that we just need to sit and say, Lord, speak to me. I'm listening to you. I want to hear you. And then as you sit and wait, and maybe you feel like, well, nothing exactly that you've heard clearly or whatever, is go about your daily business, but always with an ear of tune that God can speak to you. And God sometimes speaks at times that you like least expect, doesn't he? He speaks to us. And, and I want to share today a, a several things. And that is, is the first thing is that, you know, God speaks uniquely. He speaks there through impressions, impulses. I call them impulses. He can speak through, as we spoke of, Acts chapter 2, through dreams and visions and prophecies and, and all. He speaks through the gifts of the Spirit. He speaks in many different ways. He speaks through people, circumstances. He, he can do whatever. He, he can speak. Most of the time, I'll say this, and I, 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 God can speak, and, and he, you can hear his voice in that way. Most of the time, it's not necessarily the voice that he spoke through, he, although speaks through, but he can, but, because he's God, but through impressions that you have. That's why when we sit in open worship, sometimes you'll get impression. Many of you today have spoke the scripture somewhere along the line. Something has spoken to you. This scripture means something. There's an impulse to say, read that scripture here. And I'll tell you right now, let me just tell you, when you read that and God has put on your heart to read that, it blesses all of us, okay? The word of God, the Bible says, does not return void. In other words, when you speak that word, that word goes out, our our ears hear it, but it filters into our spirit, man, that builds us up. That's why it's important as the Lord impresses upon you or gives you impulses that you speak that word because all of us are blessed as a result of your obedience to the Lord. And that's why it's important. And so we do that. Not many churches do open worship. And when new people come in and they don't know what we're doing, I try to explain to them and so forth. We do it a little bit different. I like to give time for the Holy Spirit to speak to us. I like to give that opportunity. Uh, Sometimes we linger a little bit longer if I sense. And I'm asking the Lord up here, I'm going, Lord, are you... You're, you finished what you're saying right now in this time period anyway, because he's always speaking. But are you finished with that? And, and I have to kind of risk. And if he, if I wait longer, because I feel like maybe the Lord is saying, no, wait just a moment. And then somebody else will speak up, right? So I'm praying up here and I know you are also, but we need to spend that time. It's a quiet time that we can hear God speak to us. Isn't that great? And so he speaks through impressions. And he speaks through impulses and pulses. And, you know, again, we try to put God in a box because, you know, he just refuses to be put in a box, you know. But some often we go, well, because of my traditions or maybe the way I was taught ever, you know, and the church has taught me and so forth. Nothing wrong with these things. But give God the freedom to speak the way he wants to speak. And he'll speak with those impressions to lead you. Maybe you've always, I've always said, you know, if somebody's name comes to your mind or on a regular basis and, and you, maybe you feel like, should I call them? Or maybe send them a letter? You know, it very well could be God speaking to you. 
saying, call that person. And you know, I've done that over the past. I'm sure you have also, as I felt like that, that impression or impulse or, or sort of like just a little discernment there is to pick up the phone and call the person whose name I continue to hear. These things come on a, a pretty regular and frequent uh, time for me and all. Most of the time when I call, they'll go, Jim, you called just in the nick of time something you said and and you think well i'm not a minister oh you can just bless the person you can encourage the person and just say this i'll tell you just say i've been thinking about you and praying for you i just wanted you to let you know it and you don't have to carry on a whole lot of, of other stuff it will bless the person and strengthen them to be able to carry on that's why we're here together especially in the body of christ i make phone calls and and on visit different ones that want visits and so forth phone call whatever we can do to do that, all of us, it's the ministry of the laity, all of your ministers to be able to do that. And you know, the question I said even last week was, a lot of times people say, yeah, I know Moses heard God, and I know Paul heard God, and I heard, you know, he, they, they all heard from God, but they were special people. Well, you're special people, okay? You know, God still speaks to his people. And I'm always reminded of the, uh, the story of Philip in the book of Acts, where he was preaching a, a revival at Samaria, and uh, people were getting healed, people were getting delivered, people were getting saved. There was a revival that was taking place in Samaria. And, and remember, the Holy Spirit kind of like spoke to Philip and said, I want you to go over here. And he went over here. He left the revival. He left all the excitement of the revival. He left the great miracles of God in there, and he did what God told him to do. And remember, he was walking along, and the Ethiopian eunuch, had the uh, had Isaiah 53 open. And remember, uh, Philip ran into him, a divine appointment, all set up by God. And <clears throat> the Ethiopian eunuch who was coming to, to Jerusalem to worship the Lord, had been a worshiper of God. He said, what does this mean? Isaiah 53, y'all know Jesus bruised for our transgressions and, and he was, he by his stripes were healed and all. And and all, and it was Jesus, a picture of Jesus in the Old Testament. And he said, what's this mean? What's all this mean? And remember, Philip explained to him, he received Jesus in his life. And he says, uh, obviously, he talked about what's keeping me from being baptized and nothing. And remember, the Ethiopian unit went down in the water and got baptized and came up. And Philip was transported out of that place supernaturally, probably went back to Samaria, I believe, possibly, and went right back preaching. And so he heard God, and he responded in obedience to the Lord. And great things were happening. So God can speak to us at any time. He speaks through church services. He speaks through the ministry here, and he speaks through people. You're coming in here, and you need encouragement, and God knows that. And God wants to encourage you. God wants you to know that he is there with you. And just as God spoke to me, no king is saved by the size of his army. God is saying to you and me, no king, nothing, no financial issues, no particular challenges that you have in your life, that you are not saved by whether your physical strength or, or how well you can handle a situation or whatever it may be, you're saved by Jesus. And he is involved in your affairs. He speaks to us through these things. He speaks uniquely. He speaks personally. 
to every, and our, you know, we like formulas. We like to say, you know, uh, we want God to speak in the same way every time. He doesn't do that. He speaks in different ways. The main thing is, I want you to get out of this, he speaks to us today. And obviously, even God is communicating through nature. Turn to uh, Romans chapter 1 real quick. We'll turn around a little bit, a little bit. Ed, maybe you can bring this up if I can find the scripture here. Romans chapter 1. Um, and then we'll look at one more scripture. He even speaks in that way also. Let's see if I can find it because he made himself known. He said in verse uh, 18, he had Romans 1, 18, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth through unrighteousness. For what may have been known about God is clear to them since God has shown it to them. The invisible things about him, his eternal power and deity, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world and are understood by the things that are made so that they are without excuse. He makes his, 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 his presence known and that he is God through nature. And then look at Psalm 19, if you will. Turn over to Psalm 19. Psalm 19 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night declares knowledge. There's no speech, and there are no works. Their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. The heavens declare the glory of God. Nature speaks that God's speaking. God speaks through nature. You know, I love it because I love uh, the parts of Texas that has the different landscape. I love Colorado. I love the mountains, and I love the, to be able to go there. It's just beautiful. You get up there. It's breathtaking to be able to get up on the mountains. Let me just suggest to you about this. Is Houston, Texas has beauty also. Did God create and give us Houston, Texas, and, and all the area? Didn't we? If we'll have our eyes open, we will see that there is beauty in that all around. We'll see the handiwork of God in Houston, Texas. Now, there's other sides to it, and there are things that are happening. And God, the enemy always tries to distort what God has made perfect in that sense, his way. And so he tries handiwork. But there's beauty around us. Just open your eyes and see that. And so there is this certainly, again, argument about God speaking is because we're not special people. And yet God is saying otherwise because God loves to talk to his kids. Isn't that great? He loves to talk to his kids. And we see that again in 1 Corinthians 14, talking about the different gifts of the spirit that is talking about. He speaks to encourage people. He wants to use people in ministry. He wants people to be used in that way. He loves for us to sort of just say, get in on what he's doing. That's the great thing about it. He loves for us to partner with him. And he's up to great things, amen? The heavens declare the glory of our God. And then also, you know, one of the things we have as Westerners is that rationalization tries somehow to overcome mystery. 
We try to rationalize. You know, when that happens or when God does a miracle, what do we sometimes do? We'll go, thank God. Is that God doing that? I see miracles all the time. I see miracles taking place. And we'll say, did God really do that? And we'll start talking about it. Remember, I've always told you, we'll talk ourselves out of it. Before long, we'll just say, oh, it was just happenstance. I talked to a Jewish lady one time about some real bad things that were happening in her life. And certainly they weren't caused by God. They're just basically, they happen and so forth. But there was no reference to God and his sovereignty. That God is over all and in all. That God speaks through these things. God uh, just does things in ways in a mystery that we do not understand. His ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts, Isaiah 55. And we don't understand the things that God, rationalization will obviously, nothing wrong with rationalizing, but when we allow it to overcome mystery, when God does something like, man, he's never done that before, or he's never spoken that way before, it can't be God, and, and it doesn't contradict scripture or anything like that, but we'll take and just talk ourselves out of it. And it's very important to understand that, um, that God speaks in different ways. In Acts, if you'll pull up Acts chapter 16, Ed, verses 6. <clears throat> Look at this. I love this, and you all know this scripture. Acts 16. Acts chapter 16. Here we go. Thank you, Ed. You're quick. Quick draw McGraw. Look at here. We'll read it from the board because Ed is quicker than I am. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Pygia, Pygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. And when they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. And so they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. And during the night, Paul, here we go, God speaking again, had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia. And then after Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. And from Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight from Sumatras and the next day to Neapolis. And from there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. I believe that's it. Yeah. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer, and we sat down and began to speak to the woman who had gathered there. We'll stop there. What God does is that he speaks to us. And remember what he said. Paul had a vision, okay? And I had that vision that day of that $33,000. And you have, in different ways, you have vision. And, and what he said, what he basically did, I believe he took it back to the ministry team and said, pray about this and see is this of the Lord. And then they came back, and according to the NIV, it says, and they concluded that this was God, and so here they took off. You know, we need direction. We are in perilous times in this country today. There is a wave of darkness that is coming against this United States. And as God's people, we've got to understand and to hear the word of God, because if we don't prophetically know and, and God given us strategies through pro prophetic giftings, 
showing us what's going to happen so we can pray, again, pray, Lord, is this you? Is this your direction you're giving? And the body of Christ coming together, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit in the weeks, how the body of Christ hears the voice of God and we're directed because it's very important that I stay on course here at Lighthouse Fellowship. Amen. I don't want to get in the wrong direction. I don't want to teach an error. I don't want to do any of that. But you and I need to hear God so that we'll know what God has for Lighthouse Fellowship here as a church, but also as your family. That's why the prophetic gifting is so important as God begins to foretell that which is coming about. I heard a word I want to share with you this past week, and this is not from me, someone else that I trust very much. And the Lord spoke to this particular person, and I believe that's for all the body of Christ, and that's why I'm sharing it. It's for you and me. And the Lord said, do not be afraid to come to me. Be afraid of not coming to me because I am your only rock in this hour. I'm your only rock in this hour. Don't be afraid to come to him. Don't be afraid of believing him for great and mighty signs and wonders, miracles, blessings, still small voice, speaking through the word of God, listening as God speaks through people, as God speaks through the prophetic word and these things. He's saying, do not be afraid of coming to him. Be afraid of not coming to him because Jesus is our only rock in this hour. He's the only one. I believe that is coming. And you and I, we need to be anchored in to know the voice of God and understand how God speaks because it's very important. As you look here on that second page here, we'll go through it. He spoke through the Old Testament as we spoke about creation, prophets, visions, dreams, the gentle voice, God speaking to Samuel. Remember when Samuel heard it, Eli said, go back. I believe God's speaking to you. And Samuel said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Through the burning bush, remember? Through to Moses, through preaching, judgment, signs and miracles, and also the donkey. Balaam's donkey, remember? And God spoke through him. He could speak through anybody. New Testament, through Jesus there. As you know, the last days, God spoke through Jesus. He's the word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, John chapter 1 here. Nature, angels, dreams, visions, prayer, prophets, signs and wonders, preachers, scripture, and the Holy Spirit. And he, God speaks in countless ways. It's important to know this because to fulfill God's highest purpose in your life, you need to hear, understand that. And we're on a journey here together, folks, right? We're on a, it's, it's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. You say, Jim, you know, this is kind of new to me about hearing what you're talking about today and, and how I, I, I believe, because I believe, you know, God's real personal in that, and I believe God communicates with his children today. I believe that. But I never really heard God in that sense and so forth. Well, let me tell you this. We are all in this together. We are family in this place, and there is no condemnation. And I welcome you at any time to come and, and share with me something that maybe God has impressed on you. You feel like God is saying to you, and you feel like you'd like to share it, and we can pray about it, and we can share about it. But don't feel in any way shame. That's not God. The devil wants you to keep 
from hearing God. He wants to keep you from doing the will of God in your life and doing that. And one of the ways is certainly very important is hearing and knowing God's voice. Satan said, any of you in here? And you don't have to raise your hand because I know the answer. Any of you? Obviously, have you ever been tempted in your life? Anybody here? I certainly have. And it's come pretty regularly with me. I don't know about you, but the devil tempts me. And so Satan can speak. Why don't we believe God speaks? How come we don't believe that he, he can come and, and share with us and so forth? The enemy can speak to us, and he certainly does, and he'll tempt on a regular basis, you see. But the issue is, is discerning the voice of the enemy versus the voice of God. Isn't that great? But you know what? I want to encourage you today. I want to say this with all certainty, too. You set your heart towards the Lord and just say, Lord, I, I don't know. I really want to know you, and I want to hear you. Don't you know your Father is pleased with you? Don't you know that he's just elated at the fact that you're saying, Lord, I welcome you to speak to me. I'm your child. I'm your kid, and I want to hear you. And I don't want, obviously, I want to know the difference between when, when Satan comes against me and he says that I'm not worth anything, that I'll never make it. You know, I failed last week or this week or I just failed maybe an hour before that time and you pray and you run to him. And he wants you to know this and Satan is telling you, you'll never make it. Look at you. You still are entrapped in that old sin that's been in your life. Oh, look at you. You'll never make it. Look at you. You're not important in the church. You're not important in the body of Christ. You hold no significance in that. And God says, I want to speak to you the truth because that stuff there is a lie. So God is saying, learn to hear and walk with him. But know one thing, he, he wants to speak to us a whole lot more than we even want him to listen to him and to hear him. Trust me, he is that type of father. He's a good, good father. There's a song I think Jerry is getting ready. We'll play it sometime. He's a good, good father. And he's perfect in all of his ways. He's perfect in all of his ways. And he loves you and me. And he has a special plan for you and me. God does speak consistently, always consistent with his holy character. And does God only use special people? No, he uses other people. Philip was a deacon. He speaks to everybody. You don't have to be in church leadership. He loves his kids. And you're a kid of God, and he loves you, okay? You say, but Jim, I feel like I'm still an infant in the kingdom of God. Well, God takes you where he wants you to be. He doesn't really show us always where we are as far as uh, our, our, our full maturity in Christ and all that. He said one day in Ephesians 4, that maturity and unity will, and intimacy will come to its fullness. Right now, we're under construction. We're not there yet. And, and accept that, but believe you, me, press into God, press into him, want to know him. Just say, Lord, I don't have a hunger and thirst, but I want a hunger and thirst. Don't you know? Our father will honor that prayer. God loves to talk to his kids. And again, Ephesians 4 talks about that. We are to expect God to speak, and he speaks in a powerful way. So why does God speak? God speaks to reveal his character to us. Remember Abraham when God took Abraham up on the mountain there and all, it was actually 45 years from the time when God first spoke to him. It's 45 years later. <laughs> and, and he took, and Abraham was still looking 
for God and, and what God was having. He believed God, and, and the Bible says he credited to him as righteousness. He believed God. He gave him righteousness because he believed God. Some of the promises maybe y'all have had in here are things that have really spoken to you through the word of God, and the promises have not come to be really be fulfilled yet. Don't give up on those. I've had prophetic words given to me that haven't been fulfilled yet. Don't give up on those words and don't give up on those things. Don't give up on the fact that obviously you're saying, I really feel like I'm in a slump right now in my walk with Jesus Christ. Don't give up. Don't give up. If you don't, if you don't give up, I want to tell you, God will bring you out of that. He's our shepherd we talked about, Psalm 23. And so God is saying, I'll speak. Just keep listening. Keep seeking me. Keep asking and keep knocking. God is saying today he will. And so Abraham, he waited that 45 years, but he didn't give up. He kept on, and, and God eventually obviously took him, and then he was up on the mountain getting ready to sacrifice his own son. He wanted to see whether or not he really had the fullness of Abraham. Abraham fully surrendered. You know, God knew that, but we know he is our example. God wants to have all of you not just part of you. He wants you to surrender to him completely. He doesn't want you to uh, sort of halfway mamby-pamby. I'm too old to mamby-pamby. I'm too old. I want God in my life. I want God to work in ways that I want, just awesome ways. Jeremiah 33 says, call to me and I will answer you and I will show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. You know, God says, call to me. And then he says, I will answer you. And I will show you great and unsearchable things you can't imagine if you'll just call on to me. Call to me. That's God speaking to our voice. He will show you. And he may speak through that revelation of that answered prayer. But God speaks in many different ways. You know, I don't want to have a God that doesn't speak to me. I want a God that I can can love and and all. I told you the example, you know, if Cindy and I sit at the table, and she knows I love her, but if I didn't have, I said, I love you, I love you, I love you, and Cindy never responded. You know, she's sitting there, and I know she loves me, but she never had any communication with me. You know, I love to communicate with people. I love to communicate with my wife. I love to communicate with you guys. I love to hear your stories that pray for you. I love to come in here and you tell me what went on this past week. I love communicating in that dialoguing with you. Don't you know our Father loves conversation with you and me? He loves us in that same manner. You know, Numbers chapter 12 again, and we'll kind of close it down with this. Um, he says there in Numbers 12. God is saying, he said, I speak through my prophet Moses clearly, but I speak through my prophets with riddles and puzzles in all different ways, right? So God can speak clearly, but again, many times if you get an impression and you think this is weird, and maybe you think it was the pizza you had last night, It may be God. It may be that God is trying to speak to you 
And you know what Samuel said? He said, Lord, is that you? Speak to me. And he said, your servant is listening. And you can say it any way you want. You can say your son is listening because you are son. If you're saved, you're son. Sons and daughters of the Lord. Speak to me. What are you saying? Watch what happens. Because what happens is this dialogue and this conversation will begin to open up. And, and maybe he'll give you an impulse. And maybe he'll just say, uh, you know, it may be a small word. It may be that you sense his love that just comes on you and just speaks to you. And, and, like, uh, and, and you know then that you've been adopted into the family and God will never leave you nor forsake you. Start that this next week. In your appendix, look at this. 14 ways God speaks to us. Circumstances, counsel, conscience. He speaks through our conscience. Ever anybody in here, you had a conscience, you did something, and you know you got to get it right. You can't sleep. You woke up. You got to get it right before you can get a clear conscience. Prayer, people. He speaks through people. He speaks through spiritual encounters, dreams, visions there, just as he did with uh, even Cornelius and Peter when they got together. Through your thoughts, God can speak through your thoughts. Through creation and natural manifestations, supernatural manifestations. He spoke through the flood of Noah. Everybody knows uh, Noah's flood, the the uh, ark and all that. Um, and also over the flood over the Egyptian army, remember? And uh, the Ten Commandments, y'all seen that with Charleston Heston? Y'all seen that? They got in, got in the water, and the water came over. He's speaking through that, through the Bible, through the still small voice, uh, through incarnation there. That's through his son, the spiritual gifts and spiritual leaders in authority. We've been given. Authority is very important here, not to hoard something over somebody and say, I've got one up on you. Authority is very important in the kingdom of God. Trust me, all of you know about the authority in the family, okay? And it's the authority, the father there. If the father doesn't take his rightful place, a lot of times the kids will obviously be disorderly and they just be misbehaved. And that father has that authority. God has given him that authority. And so that authority, authority at leadership here in uh, at Lighthouse Fellowship, we are obviously correctable, but there has to be that chain of authority in the family, and also the church in these things. And so it's very serious. I'll be judged on those things too because of the position that I have. I'll stand before the Lord. I'll be judged in that. There's grace involved, but I will be held accountable uh, as we all were, but certainly a higher, I believe, because of pastoral leadership and so forth. So ask God to speak to you. You can do that. And then be open-hearted. And, and be ready. It may come in a different way than you thought, but I believe God's Spirit will quicken to your heart to say, that was me. I'm speaking to you. Any questions? Y'all are quiet as church mouses today. You know how quiet a church mouse is, don't you? Real quiet. Thank you for your attention today. Thank you. I love all of you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, your truth. Uh, there's a lot's going on here and a lot of things being said. And you're our teacher, Lord, and I thank you for it. I ask you to bless this congregation 
And our prayer together is, Lord, speak to us. We're listening. We want you to share, to, to guide us and direct us, to be our all in all, to be our Lord, to be our Savior, to be our Deliverer, be the one that we fall in love with over and over and over again and never backing off because we believe today that we want to do your will and somehow to uh, walk in your highest purposes. So, Lord, I pray blessings over this congregation, each one of the lives here today with a hunger and thirst for righteousness, a hunger and thirst to know you deeper. And that takes getting into the Word of God and, and Lord, you revealing to us your heart towards us individually, family-wise, but also as a church, as the body of Christ. And, Father, today we pray these things in the glorious and precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.